0: Hi everybody, just a quick editor's note, Uh, we got a little behind in editing this episode and it was a little late before we found that there was a lot of noise in certain people's audio that we couldn't really get taken care of, but we definitely needed to get this episode out because it is the finale of the first chapter of Green Mountain Mysteries, so uh, we wanted to present it as is, I still think it is an excellent episode and I'm certain you're going to enjoy it, so thank you!
1: are we doing a refresh at all before we start
0: uh absolutely the you're getting a refresh so Deasty, that, you got Deasty a
1: point.
0: yeah you got a minor milestone from last time do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.
2: alrighty so we're pulling up at this point I assume
0: uh yeah all right you're back at the mandragora garden once more uh Albion. You've got that car that smells like Wendigo's like to follow it. And uh everyone Do
2: we have do we have another vehicle
0: then? Well, you have Sylvester's.
2: <laughs> Sylvester, can we take your car?
0: Wait, do I have a car? Yeah, it's been established that you have a car.
3: Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> I know you're a city boy, but out here in Vermont you need a car.
3: I was gonna say, why do I never use it? What's wrong with it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's I don't wrong have with guns it? in Is the trunk? That
0: is that usually Albion is driving places because he has a trunk full of bullshit.
3: Ah. So I was going to say, is it like for chalk blocks or something?
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely not that. Okay. Uh, it, it was mostly just a matter of, like, convenience and timing and guns. What kind of uh, car is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's an actually really good question to establish right now. Yeah, what have... kind of car do you have there? Yeah, that's, that's a good facade. question. <laughs> Because I have no fucking clue. <laughs> uh, do you want something that's decent? Do you want something kind of new? Do you want something maybe like, just old reliable?
2: Let's be real, you probably have a car with XM Radio that you don't use.
4: <laughs> well, if we want to make it, there's a reason Sylvester doesn't use his car. Maybe it's really ugly, so just pick an ugly car.
0: Yeah, we could do that. It's
4: old and broken
3: probably and ugly. an Afghan bus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... You know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna suggest. Why not like uh, a Mazda three?
3: Oh, I was gonna go with a uh, party van.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Hold on a second. No. Doctor <laughs> Cooper Smith's party van. No, it's the it's the pussy wagon from Kill Bill.
2: <laughs> it's
5: the butt oh, wagon.
0: <laughs> but
3: in the but in the edited TNT version, it's called the party wagon. <laughs> <laughs> like they even had to like change the keychain and got two different keychains that say pussy wagon and party wagon.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that's the party okay. wagon. Alright. That's a so... lot of extra effort. You know what then? I I'm gonna just say yeah. Yeah, why not? It doesn't say party wagon on the side, but that's the kind of car you've got.
5: Okay, cool. <laughs> Fine,
2: we're in that.
0: It's either that or hers. <laughs> Oh. No, no, no. You're not we, borrowing
2: we... Burrhouse car.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, we know the one person in this campaign that drives that. It's true. Yeah, I can't Yeah, hers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like that might be irresponsible.
3: Yeah, just a little.
0: Yeah. So, Alright, uh... pussy wagon it is. Oh, God, please stop calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, the you went wagon. to the wrong field
1: for that.
3: It's true. Oh! Fine, it's a, look, it's just a van, so who cares? <laughs>
0: Are, wait, hold on. You're a former semi-pro soccer player. Are you telling me you drive a soccer mom van? Yes, soccer fine, mom, whatever. Sylvester. Yes. <laughs> get,
3: get in. the van, you goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> this, is,
0: this is canon. You have a you have a soccer mom van.
3: Perfect.
2: Mike, it's got that little TV. in We the have back. wasted so much oh fucking time on this car. <laughs> this
0: is important,
4: Tom. You're just it's jealous because your car was already decided.
0: <laughs> yes. So when I trash this vehicle, I mean, hold on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can afford another. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's comfortable. It's got room enough for everybody. It's true. So that's pretty great. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you're it's got one of those little
3: TVs. So, you know, bro can watch your cartoons or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's perfect. You can keep the baby entertained. That's anyway. The point. Anyway. <laughs> Did Albion uh, throw all his
1: trunk stuff into the minivan?
0: Um, hey, it, it's got one of those things that's like uh in the in the back. It's got the the hatch you can lift up under the trunk to store stuff down there. Yeah, so you have more trunk. It's space. got the seats
2: go down, so you know, yeah. you can have four or six. I probably put a few guns in there, but I probably didn't bring the full stash.
0: Yeah, I, I'd say that that's fair, and that you did put them down in that under space. Yep. Don't want to get pulled over.
3: Well, I will have to think of a name for this stupid car later because my dad would always give his cars stupid names, no matter how crappy they were. So I will <laughs> the make
2: the booty wagon no, established. Cannon. I'm
0: gonna. I'm gonna suggest that this is since I this is choke a soccer you mom van. I'm gonna suggest since this is a soccer mom van that uh, your car is olive green color.
3: It's more of a. You know what? It, it's like a. It's a rose gold, but we're calling it the yellow submarine.
0: <laughs> yes! Yes! That's it. Done. You've you've done it. So the yellow submarine makes its way out into the woods <laughs> and uh, parks up by a field uh, with a shack on the end, and still a bunch of snow falling over it. Uh, there are two people that are standing out in the cold. Uh, one of them is just very heavily dressed for winter and also seems to be rather old the other one uh, is warming his hands by the fire and by the fire I mean the fire that he is making from his own hands <laughs> so uh, yep as soon as you as soon as you pull in uh, to to this area uh, warden Beaumont who you were pretty sure that's who that was making the little bit of fire on his own, Uh, Runs over to your vehicle and Before you can even fully get out uh, It's like I Don't even know where to start right now with you I What the hell is going on everybody
2: someone told us not to do the plan and then I lean over
5: so We didn't do the plan and now apparently we're the bad guys for do not doing the plan I'm sorry, I thought a man who's an expert in the field, whose advice we are taking, would be more patient and maybe, you know, call me back when I call him. Call me back when I call him!
0: Anyway. You hear, you hear a, uh, a rushed <laughs> string of French come back at you. Uh, Warden Beaumont stops, uh, stands there for a second. Sort of looks off into a different distance and goes, oh, yeah, I'm not going to translate that. <laughs> uh, anyway, he pulled me out here because he was convinced that you would be here and then you weren't. He well, was supposed
1: to come to my place.
0: Yeah, what's his deal? Uh, he, he turns around and asks a quick question in French and gets a response in French. And says, "Well, uh, apparently that was never actually established. I, I guess I don't know. It just, just get over here. Like you know enough English. I know you do." And uh, you hear him grumbling and muttering as he walks slowly over. And uh, in in you know English, he starts muttering about how he is. Uh, very old and being put upon, having to walk all the way over. And, uh... Yeah,
5: howdy. Uh, so when someone who is, you know, named in the thing about Wendigo says, Hey, don't do the thing. I feel like we should stop and reevaluate the thing. So we took your advice, and I tried to get in touch, and you are apparently quite difficult to get a
6: hold of. You called the house, not me. I don't I don't have one of them smartphones. Bra. <laughs>
2: I was just just letting you head linger for a second. All right, back in character. Back in character.
5: All right, look. I mean, I guess that's fair if you are magically inclined, but uh I mean, we're not- Oh,
6: goodness me. You really don't got a clue. Apparently not.
1: Would you care to enlighten us, then? Um, I mean, now that we're all together, you went out of your way to warn us, so, um, and apparently you you have the expertise.
6: Uh, you're the young lady, what I talked to on the phone.
1: Yes, I'm Desdemona Brown.
6: Wonderful. I'm so glad you listened to Reason. What I'd heard of you, uh... Gave me a different impression.
0: Well, Sorry, I
4: mean, y- you've heard about us?
0: From who? S- Beaumont size, and just. <sighs> we talked.
5: Oh. Uh, and you gave
1: him my number to warn us. Huh.
5: You narked on us. Hey, great job.
6: No, no, he didn't give me your number, no. Looked it up myself.
5: Oh, yeah, you looked us up. Alright, um, alright, so listen, if you know more about the situation than we do, I would absolutely welcome your assistance, because we got a, we got a hell of a problem on our hands here.
6: That is probably the truest thing you'll say all day. You got quite a mess on your hands, in fact. It's probably worse than you realize. Why don't we, uh, make sure we have common ground? And you tell me what you know about Wendigo. Well, I'm gonna make a quick lore roll.
0: You've you've made lore rolls on Wendigo before, so you can- Oh, that's right, you I can... don't need to.
2: Alright, yeah, no, I just kind of elaborate as to what I know, which is that, you know, they are- I forget how I exactly said it when we talked about it last time, but, um- yeah, that they sort of represent a uh, hunger that is never quenched. That they grow in size compared to what they eat, so they're never satisfied. Um, they are from native myth. Um,
6: is Algonquin, I believe. Algonquin.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of what um, Albion explains is um, that yeah we are. Uh, so that's about
5: the limit of our knowledge, and we know that yeah, the best way to put them down is to uh, hit them really hard. And in fact, we did put a couple down
6: now did you did you get any of this information from actual Algonquians?
5: I mean, I don't know where my my um my predecessors got their information from. I'm running off of them mostly and uh a little bit of research that I've been able to do, but I haven't really had a whole stretch of time to do much of that. I mean, we also had a hag tell us uh, some of this, but she was the one feeding them, so uh, I don't really take her opinion very highly.
6: These uh, predecessors of yours, who would they be?
5: Other folks who uh, don't take kindly to monsters hunting people, and uh, know that uh, certain powers that be are often too busy to give a shit, so uh, we have to deal with it. We have to protect people. Monster Hunters. Well,
6: that was an awful lot of words for no. So, you got your information from other Monster Hunter types, and also a hack, and you couldn't be arsed to ask any natives about their own damn myths. No wonder you're all out in the woods. What? Um, alright, cool. How many of these Wendigo have you seen in the same place at the same time a buttload like a yeah. dozen maybe more does that seem normal to you
3: god normal's a very weird term to be using since past couple of months
6: that's the first thing you said that i agree with why would a strong hunter type hang around with other hunters that it's competing with for food
5: so what you're saying is these might not be Wendigo we're dealing with.
6: Oh, I'm not saying that it's not Wendigo. In fact, I- I'm saying that it is. So but there's Aaron. something real peculiar going on.
5: All right, you might uh explain what that peculiarity is because uh I'm following, but uh I- I'm looking forward to the point.
3: Does this have to do with the necromancer Jambox?
6: Parley through fuck the the who the what and.
3: The what thing from earlier? I don't know, I'm just spitballing.
1: (laughs) There's a suspected necromancer in our part of town.
6: Now see, that's fascinating that you'd suggest such a thing. I've been suspecting that there was some some sort of other forces at work. Because all of a sudden, the wendigo from all across Ontario just ain't a problem anymore. And then I followed him, I tracked him, and I find myself crossing the border into Vermont. So, something's calling
5: them here from a very vast distance. That's highly unsettling.
6: So I figure, since you might have, well, all the Wendigo from all across Canada, that you might have been a little bit in over your head
5: in hell, I would say so. Yeah.
3: Can I still blow up the meth lab?
6: So that actually brings me to a question. You've put down a few wendigo, haven't you?
5: Yep, um... Yeah, we have. Yeah.
6: Okay, well, you're blowing up the shack idea. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard. As long as you can get them all in one place, anyway. By the way... You really think you can just get rid of the wendigo problem permanently?
5: Well, at least for the area. I don't know, I was just gonna thin out the herd.
6: Now see, that's actually part of the problem. When a wendigo dies, it doesn't just go down and be dead and turn to dirt. Ah. All of the other wendigo becomes stronger when another wendigo dies.
3: Wait, wait, I remember this from X-Men. That's the thing with the- Because there's always cannibalism, so there's always another- Ah, crap.
6: (laughs) Now, the issue is always about keeping them from hunting and killing people. Because there's a sort of supernatural force behind it. And you can't really ever permanently get rid of it. You've seen the state of the world, things being like they are. Growth is just unsustainable. But still it grows. And so it is with the Wendigo.
1: So it would be better to try to send them away instead?
6: No, I'm not suggesting that we make it someone else's problem, but let's go back a bit. A long, long time ago, back when I was a young boy, I had this uncle. And something real unfortunate happened to my uncle. As that one with the guns and the uh, the monster hunting friends has suggested that story got written down. Somebody comes around, starts asking some very specific questions, and then all of a sudden we got this book published, this short story from some English fellow. I can't quite make heads or tails of it, but it starts convincing me that there's some truth to all this craziness in the first place. So I start talking to people, I start talking to the natives, and I start finding out that there's some reality to this peculiar situation. So I start tracking down some of the people what come around and start asking all them questions in the first place. And wouldn't you know it, some of them are wizards. Wizards! Like out of a book! None of you happen to be wizards, are you?
4: I am not a wizard.
0: Warden Beaumont starts raising his hand.
5: Patsou, Beaumont. I mean... Nah, I dabble a little, but I ain't no wizard.
1: Desdemona kind of like has her hand kind of half up, sort of.
6: So, I tracked down a few of these magically inclined folks, convinced a few of them to teach me a little bit of thaumaturgy. It turns out anyone can do a ritual of some sort or another. And ever since, I've been working on ways of keeping these things relatively contained outside of areas where humans go. You should see my hunting cabin. It looks like a uh, crazy person's. <laughs> anyway, I was really hoping to get in contact with a friend of what lives down this way. But it looks like we're gonna have to get this all handled before Paul can get out here. <clears throat> well, you said you had a plan, do you? Yes.
3: Yeah, gonna cook meth and then blow up the meth lab with all the goes Gavin?
6: It. I'd just like to say that in my 89 years walking this planet, I have never heard this plan suggested for this specific purpose, and maybe not for any other.
5: Well, the problem is the hag accidentally fed a bunch of junkies to the, um, to the Wendigo, so, uh, they got a taste for meth. Well, by the way, you're an expert. What is the
6: plural of Wendigo? Wendigo. Oh, right singular there. and a plural. No, see, there's a little bit of a G sound at the end there. Uh, well, I'm just going to finish the setting up that I was meaning to do. If any of you raised your hand and said you was magically inclined, wants to help, Beaumont, please feel free to join me.
1: Testament Mona immediately walks towards him to help. All right.
2: Alrighty. Uh, so I've had two refreshes, so I actually have a decent amount of fate points. So, um, I would like to, uh, what is my refresh? It's two. So I have four since it's been about two sessions, I think, since I used them all. Um, yeah, so, um, I would like to use a fate point to tag, uh, I have a trunk full of bullshit, something's gotta stick, to say that I have a high-powered scoped hunting rifle.
0: Okay um i'm going to have you make a resources roll for that yeah. and if you fail the resources roll you don't have to give me a fate point all right and i i'm gonna set that at a uh i think that's a resources too all
2: right that is a success uh i rolled a plus net
0: okay so give me your tasty tasty all fate right. point and you get the weapon
2: Alright, cool. And can I can I say that um my uh my invocation from Odin earlier from last session is still holding over to this one?
0: Yeah, for your guide my hand yeah. perk. Yeah, I'll uh I'll grant you. Alright, cool, thank you. All
2: right, so Albion's gonna get the rifle out, get the uh, assemble it, get the scope set onto it.
0: Okay. Uh currently what is going on around you is that uh August defago is setting up an enormous magic circle. And Des, some of this looks familiar to you. Um, you've you've made rudimentary magic circles before. Yeah. Uh like you you're tried to track a boombox in episode one, so you have an idea of how this is supposed to work uh warden beaumont absolutely knows exactly what this is supposed to look like and is very excellent at assisting uh roe you can help if you'd like and sylvester while they're doing this you've got a thing to do that is very dangerous and potentially lethal
4: so i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna help with whatever they're doing even though roe definitely has no idea what's what they're attempting to do. So she'll help, but like try to be careful not to screw it up.
0: Okay. Um, great. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, you can make a role to assist because what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a certain amount of time that getting this set up is going to take because that's the preparation aspect of it. And everybody that's helping is going to make that, preparation take less time. So, because this is a pretty complex thing to have to do. So, all right. We are going to have in the meantime uh Sylvester, you're going to start making rolls. I've given you that uh temporary aspect of preparation uh for this particular scene because you actually took the time to study. So if you ever need it, you can uh, freely tag that for a plus two, and I'm going to say one. Okay. So the first thing that's going to happen is you are going to set up your workspace, and to get this all set up correctly, I'm going to give that a uh, I'm going to give that a scholarship of uh, let's say two. Okay. Oof. Oh. Uh. <laughs>
3: I got three minuses, so I got a one
0: oh no okay so you can either try to continue with your workspace set up poorly or you can scrap it and just spend time to try to set it back up because you know that you didn't do the best job it's just gonna it's just gonna be a time thing and you guys do not know what your current ticking clock okay is. so i'll just
3: try setting it up again
0: okay in the meantime, we are going to have our Ritual folks. Uh, you are going to make a few rolls. So, let's see. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, how about Row? Because you are trying to follow given instructions for what you're doing. And uh desdemona i think you can basically just go with uh, a discipline on this one row i'm gonna say that you for following instructions correctly i'm just gonna go with uh alertness okay so just give me those rolls give me those rolls and it will uh move move you towards your your goal five discipline nice
4: that is a three for alertness
0: Okay, five and three. That is eight shifts of success. Warden Beaumont is absolutely chipping in. And, okay, looks like he's doing uh, an above average job. And the old pro is also doing pretty well at it. This very old person who, uh, as he is working and moving around, you can hear him complaining about, you know, uh, different different things like you know his knee acting up in the cold and sort of directing you ro to start moving things for him that he can't uh or doesn't really think is the best way to spend his time uh so i'm gonna have uh albion yep uh since you have your uh, high-powered hunting rifle i assume you are basically just sort of making sure that uh nothing gets the drop on you
2: I've also been making sure all the weapons are assembled and clean. I got the shotgun. I got a couple handguns, and I of course have a Wugnir.
0: Okay. But uh, the
2: shotgun, I I might be giving to Ro if she wants it.
0: Uh, I'm gonna. Ask, I will take. I'm gonna ask. Do you know how to fire a shotgun correctly?
4: Me or Tom? Ro. I have a plus one on guns. I don't know specifically about a shotgun though. Maybe like I've used a handgun in the past, but that's probably it
0: okay um I'm gonna say that uh Albion, if you would like you can you can give her that gun. It's just gonna take you this portion of the scene to explain how to correctly brace it.
2: oh yeah Albion's so. just gonna kind of give her the quick rundown of the shotgun and how
0: it works okay uh cool. remember.
5: I know how cool it is to rack the slide. You do not need to. There is already a shell chambered. Rack the slide after you fire, and not when you're saying something dramatic.
4: <laughs> yeah, Albion, be because I'm notorious for making cool statements.
5: I mean, I know you're a bit of a drama kid. I just got that in- got that inclination.
0: All right, uh, Sylvester. Make me another scholarship roll to set up your workstation.
3: Yay. Okay, yeah, that's a four.
0: Sweet. Uh, that is actually a significant success, so I'm going to say that uh, the benefit of that is that on your next roll, you're going to have a plus one for definitely being patient and setting it up very, very elaborately well. Yay. All right. Uh, Cool. So I'm gonna have everyone at the end of this round make an alertness roll, please.
2: Yay! I'm good and at that. Your
0: target, your target is one.
2: Okay, that is uh, a one minus. That is a, an alertness of two total.
4: I got a two. I have a one.
2: Four. Nice. Sweet.
0: Okay. Uh, great. So far, the only sound that anybody can hear is the sound of everybody's own work and preparation. Uh, so it doesn't seem like anything is nearby yet. So y- that there is a stillness to the air that is almost unnerving to the people that are outside. All right, let's do another round of uh, get a adjudicating prep. So, Sylvester. Yeah. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have you go first from now on and see, uh, what kind of time this is going to take for you. So, give me a scholarship roll and your target to advance is four. It's what now? Four. Because now you're getting to the hard stuff. Seven. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. So... You're almost sad that you're going to have to be doing this wrong. You could have sold this for a lot of money. Oh, wait, no, you've already been doing it incorrectly. Oops, you can't sell this. (laughs) So this is very well done. So I'm going to say that you get another plus one for your next roll because of the level of success. Okay. So things are progressing along at uh, actually a very good rate in there. That's excellent. Outside, give me your roles for assisting with the with the everything, and Albion, tell me what you are doing in the meantime.
2: Uh, setting up halogen lights around the um shed. Uh, these sort of a tripod lights that are going to be aimed out at the woods so that we have we're not fighting in the dark.
0: Okay. Uh, that's definitely gonna give everyone else bonuses on their alertness. The question is, where are you powering them from? The shack doesn't have power? It does not. It's remote.
2: They probably have battery packs on them, then.
0: Well, I'm gonna say to... I, I feel like, in this case, you'd probably need a generator. So, if you want to have that, I'm gonna say this is another trunk full of bullshit.
2: Yeah, it's fair. I'll tag it.
0: Okay. Give me that sweet, sweet fate point, and you have definitely made this a lot easier for everybody. All right. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, this is Uh, my job,
0: so... What were the results of everyone else's rolls?
1: Five discipline. I got a four.
0: Nice. Ooh! All right. That's nine shifts from both of you. And, ah, they're still rolling competently or better, so... It looks like you might actually be about halfway done with getting this all set up. So I'm going to have everyone but Sylvester, because I think you're a little focused in on your work at this point, uh, make me an alertness roll. Your target is three, but you have this temporary scene tag that Albion granted from the lights uh, that you can get a plus two for brightly lit.
2: All right, that is a five for me. That okay. is a three.
4: Three,
0: all right. Anybody who matched the three, you can definitely tell that there is nothing visibly nearby. Uh, it's like you I'm sure people are just kind of constantly furtively shooting glances out into the the vast openness of the woods. Uh, that seems to be just surrounding you and almost closing in on you at points before Albion sets up these, you know, very, very bright lights. So you at least have a sense of space and bearing. But Albion, yep. with your significant success of a five, you know that you can't see anything, but you can start to hear something moving. All right. Way in the distance, you Think can't tell where it is,
5: y'all. We, uh, we might have company incoming.
2: Albion's gonna climb on top of the van, by the way, and set up up there.
0: Like it's the same coach. Okay. All right, Sylvester. Give me that scholarship roll to continue the bad drug making process.
3: I rolled all blanks.
0: Nice. So you got you got that four. All right, with a plus one from last time, so that it's actually a five. Nice. Okay.
2: You did the drugs.
0: But in the meantime, I'm gonna get rolls from everyone outside.
2: All right. About on the circle.
0: Uh, yes, and also you, Albion, I'm going to have you roll and give me your results after they're done for an alertness roll.
2: Two pluses is another five. Oh, that's right, after.
0: That's okay.
1: All right, that's a four.
0: Excellent, four more shifts. I-, I got a two. Ooh, okay. So I think you're a little spooked and not being as careful with your work. Fortunately, the work is nearly done, it's a particularly complex arrangement of things. You kind of got circles inside of circles. And with their rolls, uh, okay. Looks like their own ability is actually tapering off a little bit. Uh, Warden is trying to rush a little, and haste is costing him some time. And uh, Defigo is... Uh, well, he's been working pretty hard for a little while and just his age is catching up to him. So he's slowing down a little bit, uh, but is still trying to pretty, you know quickly direct people to get things done uh, because it's almost finished and you need to have this done before uh, they arrive. So uh, Albion, give me you got a five? Yep. Okay uh are you i'm gonna say that you are looking down your uh your hunting rifle's scope to try to see if you can pick anything out from the direction you think the sound came from yep okay so uh you do actually you you spot some movement it takes it takes some time and focus but you are able to spot some movement uh much to your relief it appears to just be uh a deer Running around in the woods, uh, quite a ways off. Uh, that relief is not very long-lived, however, as a much larger shape quite suddenly tackles it and starts, uh, messily eating it.
2: All right, they got an appetizer round in. Hurry up the work,
0: y'all. Okay.
2: Albion is also gonna shoot. Uh, the werewolf's a text that just says, "Stay in tonight."
0: Okay. So. Uh, this is your final scholarship roll because I think at this point you'll have set things up enough that you can pretty much make it go off whenever you need it to. And uh, I'm gonna have you roll, and this is a scholarship roll of five. So good luck to you.
3: So uh, I like a plus two, minutes, so that's, that's like three. But then I guess I get do I get a plus one or plus two for the other stuff?
0: That, that result is a three then. Uh, if you tag the preparation aspect that yes. you made for yourself, that'll do it. Yes. Excellent. You you know that you have things cooking in the correct way, and as anytime you need to, you can light that bitch up. And we are going to get the results of everyone else's rolls from outside. So, Dez, row, and Albion.
4: Uh, the four. That's a five!
0: That is a six. Hey! Nine shifts of success. Uh, the warden is motivated and rolls very well, and it looks like our friend Defigo is just really kind of seizing up and, like, uh, it looks like his, his knee is just really giving him the business. Uh, but still, he's able to direct everyone successfully, uh, enough to actually get the damn thing done. Desdemona, this is one of the most impressive looking things that you have seen, uh, in some time, vis-a-vis magic. And, uh, you, Albion, with your, with your six alertness, I am gonna say that you rolled so spectacularly well, that uh you as you are trying to like scan for other possible threats and see if anything else uh see if like your all your angles are covered, um you you pass by like something sort of jerks your your field of view up for a moment and The horizon looks slightly different than you're used to. And you're not totally sure why. And when you realize this, you look back and it seems like that's not the case anymore. You think maybe one of those mountains moved? But that can't be right. Anyway, you've got other things to deal with. So...
5: Filing that shit away, because what the fuck?
0: You do see... Uh, that the Winogog are moving toward you you have bright lights it's it's actually attracted them at this point now that they have had a little bit of a, a late snack and they are running toward you quite distant so you have a little more time before they actually get the you know, jump on you
5: Alright. but me. here you go I'm gonna take a round to aim
0: Okay. This
2: is Gus.
5: Action time. Dinner bell's room!
0: Hey everybody, it's Michael, your game master and senpai. This is me noticing you. You can finally be happy. Your senpai has noticed you. This is the finale of chapter one of Green Mountain Mysteries. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We have a lot of cool stuff in store for chapter two. I am so excited uh, for you all to hear that. And I'm so excited for my players to find out what that means because (laughs) evil laugh. I am also excited for a different reason. I finally get to read an ad. That's right, for the first time in my podcasting career, I get to read an advertisement, and I'm really happy about it. Hey guys, vision. It's a thing that we have to deal with, most of us, uh, seeing with our eyeballs. And for you, the listeners of Green Mountain Mysteries, Warby Parker is offering a free five-day home try-on to give you the opportunity to check out their glasses. Personally, my vision is a little bit, um, garbage, so I know the struggle of finding a good quality pair of glasses that make me look good and feel good, as well as making me see good. Well, they got you covered there. They can do, you can do a virtual try-on in their app to see the glasses on your face before you even buy them, which is maybe magic, or maybe the best use of technology ever. Anyway, Warby Parker has got it all. They've got glasses, sunglasses, and contacts. Uh, They've also got blue light filtering lenses, which is super great for folks like me who have to stare at a computer screen all day. And you can also guarantee satisfaction with free shipping and returns. To get your home try-on today, go to warbyparkertrial.com ppn. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com ppn for your free five-day home try-on. Thanks again to William Blake for assistance with editing, and a big thanks to John goyetsch for reprising August Defigo. And also, huge thanks to Bo Dalio for some soundtrack assistance. Uh, You hear his guitar playing every time that the episode starts and most of the times that the episode ends, and you're going to hear more of his guitar playing in this episode. So thank you so much, my dude. You can go check him out online in so many different places. Bo Dalio Music, for instance. Uh, thanks to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show and putting up with our goofiness for an entire chapter of a series. Uh, there are so many other cool shows on there like Them's the Facts, The Bluffing Quiz Show, Steampunks about you know famous cool women in Steam from history, and The Ghoul Tank, which is all about making new cryptids. Uh, if you want to pay me to say things because you think I did such a good job with that Warby Parker ad, did I do a good job? Did I make you proud? I made me proud. I hope my parents are proud of me now. Anyway, you can pay me to say stuff by buying a pocket note. Just go to pocketpodcastnetwork.com/pocketnotes and make me say whatever you want. We rely solely on word of mouth for advertising, so follow us on Twitter and Facebook at gmmcast and if you are gonna tweet about the show or write about the show please use the hashtag gmmcast so that we can find you and give you a virtual hug we also have a discord channel where you can come and hang out with the cast and crew and we play jackbox streams weekly more than weekly right now and just have fun you know sharing art and talking about podcasts and video games, and it's fun. It's a good place. I like it. It's a chill hang. Well, that's everything for me this week, so uh, let's get you back into the episode. Hi, I'm John. I'm Gabe. And I'm Chris. We're three friends who went to college together. Hey, Gabe, did you know that Akira Kurosawa has a writing credit on Star Wars? I didn't know that. Good, because I made it up. I have one. The creator of the Frisbee made his ashes into a commemorative run of Frisbees. I don't believe you. That's 100% real, my dude. Them's the fact. A show about fun facts and lying to your friends every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. So you have some wendigo approaching you, and what is everybody going to do in this moment?
2: I'm gonna get an A. I'm gonna do aim.
0: Okay. So you're gonna take the aim action. Yep. Okay, are you doing this in a way that you are still very visible?
2: Uh, I'm, 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 like, prone on top of the van right now.
0: Okay. Uh, everybody, tell me what you're doing as you're preparing for this shindig to start going down.
4: I'm gonna shoot one of the, the gross boys.
0: Okay, we just went over the fact that that was explicitly not the plan.
4: Yeah, no, I know. Um, are we almost done with our thing?
0: Oh yes, you actually hit the number of shifts necessary. Okay. So yes, it is. It is done.
4: I just through don't through, know through, through the
0: power of narrative convenience, all your preparation pretty much got done at the same time.
1: I'm gonna go to August um, and kind of like um, I'm gonna ask him what do you recommend we do.
6: We should all get into the van there. We should all fit if we want them to go into the shed. Best we're not in line of sight or smell.
1: Desimona's gonna take him by the hand and make sure that we will start heading to the van.
4: Yeah, I, I go to the van too. I'm
5: right. getting in, but I still got my rifle ready.
0: Okay. Groovy. Uh, what are you doing there, Darius, Sylvester?
3: I mean... Shit already cooking.
0: Shit already cooking.
3: Okay, then I guess I am getting the fuck out, going to the van.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Beaumont also gets into the van and sort of crunches himself into the uh the trunk area because I think yeah, you guys like folded one of the the back seats. There. Yeah, we folded the two back seats. Okay. So he gets so, drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dez, I have a question. Yeah. Where are you putting uh this very old man in this vehicle?
1: Oh, where all old people go? That would be the front passenger seat. And you know, you you, know, you open the door for them, you make sure you help lift them in if they need it, and then you close it for them.
0: Okay. Excellent. Uh this is the first time that you notice Uh, that this dude also has a rifle. It's been kind of slung over his back for most of this time, but that was just not really a relevant detail until this moment. Okay.
4: This old man has a gun he intends to use?
0: That is correct. Do you say that out loud?
4: No, that's an internal thing, and I love him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay excellent uh i assume that everyone is going to sort of wait for however this shakes out yes yes yeah i mean yeah okay who else is in the trunk
1: i'll get in the trunk
0: okay all right you you and the warden have elected trunk I assume that, Sylvester, since this is your soccer mom van, you're up in the driver's seat. Sure. All right. I just wanted a nice, clear picture of all this. So the the howling is getting closer and louder. And you can see, thanks to Albion's decision to pack some big old lights, they fold. They fold. They can fit in the back there. Uh, some halogens and the generator. That these things are approaching, and they are sniffing around the area, and they seem a bit torn. Like they keep they keep sniffing in one direction and then another, and one direction, and then the other. The other being toward the shed. There are about as many Wendigo together here as you have seen uh, over the course of the past few days. Which is not a particularly pleasant thing (laughs) to witness. I mean, one is bad enough, but half a dozen or more, you know that this could, if things don't work out right here, it could go. Real bad, real fast. You remember how close it was when you tried to get away from here last time you had about this many. So we wait as they enter into the makeshift meth lab. And it explodes. Um, I, I'm going to give everybody a one-round ta- temporary tag if you are looking forward uh it's a kind of a a minus two that i'm going to be tagging against alertness rolls because that was very very bright and very very loud so for the next round or two your hearing and vision are going to be a little bit impaired uh because that was a bright flash and a big boom so it goes up and you can see that the rather significant explosion uh, has set uh, some fires up in the the canopy, the very uh, dry, empty canopy above. And I need everyone now to roll me an alertness. Uh, Your target is three, and we are rolling it at uh, a lot of you at minus two.
2: Not great, because that is already at a minus two. So, my alertness is a negative one.
0: Mine's a okay. one. All right. Negative, negative four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love it. Oh, amazing. I just rolled for my NPCs. And amazing. Uh, Okay. So, all of you are rather, you know, caught up in the sort of after effects of being functionally flashbanged, banged uh, and you start hearing uh, you start hearing Defigo is trying to say something to all of you and it's hard to make out uh, and as your hearing and your vision starts to uh, adjust for uh, uh, for your environment uh, you can tell that he is saying uh, so say the a, 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 a combination Curse of man, English woo. and in French, that that is the biggest motherfucker he has ever seen. And it takes a moment. It takes a moment as everybody is trying to handle getting their vision oriented. The halogen lights are absolutely destroyed. So right now, all you have is the moonlight and your sort of after image burned onto your retinas for a moment. But even through that, that sort of haze over your vision and the only the moonlight to really see by that is a very very large wendigo it stands in the ruined uh the the flaming wreckage of the shed the the the, the fire around it seems to just sort of lick at it and do nothing to perturb it and Uh, it howls in fury and in agony and evidently in pain. Uh, As you are starting to get your bearings, it starts moving terrifyingly fast. We're going to get into initiative. Give me your alertness numbers. Three. Two. 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 One. Uh, Des and Uh, every round, we're just going to pick which one of you goes first. Okay. hmm Okay. And uh, Albion, same with yep. you and Beaumont.
2: Alrighty. I think I would like to go first.
0: Okay. So, first things first, though, we have somebody who's on the top of initiative.
2: That's the Wendigo, I'm sure.
0: Yep. That is correct. At the top of initiative uh i'm gonna have it make a roll real quick it is definitely disadvantaged due to the same similar circumstances to what you have okay it is moving around quickly and sort of thrashing about wildly uh and it doesn't seem to be heading necessarily straight toward the vehicle yet however uh, it starts moving toward the boundary of the magic circle that you all spent a lot of time setting up. Fortunately, next to act is Defago. And with a sudden burst of adrenaline, purpose, who can say for sure, uh, this very, very old French-Canadian man just bolts right out of that shotgun Uh, passenger seat and lays down one last thing and there is this brilliant silvery light that just encircles the gigantic wendigo and uh, just this column of i would say if you could call it moonlight that's the closest thing that you could think just mirrored moonlight that shines up into the night from all around this. And uh he yells back into the van Light him up quick on it. Albion.
2: The holster comes unbuckled. He reaches down, he lays down the rifle, and he draws Guggenir, and from the runes on it, the silvery fire starts to lick. As he takes the slide and racks it. From his right eye, this silvery fire starts to burn and, like, curl away. And this fire burns down his right arm to his hand. As I use a fate point to attack righteousness of the weapon, and I raise Gugnir, I aim it at this thing. And I just stare silently and fire. That is a two. Plus my four, so that is guns of six.
0: Okay. You are very lucky that this thing is disoriented, because you actually manage to clip it. So, uh, it rolled a four for its defense. Actually, no, it it, it yeah it rolled a four. So you get a two from the guns and uh the weapons score on Gugnir. Uh, I think. Is it a three? Yeah. Okay. I so believe that... it
2: is when um when righteousness is in effect.
0: Okay. So that would be five stress. Excellent. And it looks like it actually does hurt for sure. Uh this thing. Uh and uh Beaumont is now going to take an action if you are if that is your your actions for the round.
2: Um, I can't think of a good supplemental action to take, so I just stand my ground, gun raised, staring it down.
0: Okay. Uh, we are going to have Beaumont make a quick roll. All right. Uh, cool. He manages to make the appropriate roll, and you see him hop out of the trunk of the van, uh, and... He quickly launches a just a straight line of fire. Uh, out into the woods, not toward this enormous Wendigo, but a different one. A small one. That it like human-sized approximately, that is running toward your group. It looks like it was late to the meth party. <laughs> so he fires this absolute nasty beam of fire and it should be lancing straight through this thing and out the other side instead the fire splashes harmlessly off Albion yep. you remember when you were uh, driving away from this place for the uh, the first time Uh, a memory of this strikes you uh, Alexis shot a big blast of fire at the group of Wendigo that were chasing you, and you remember now thinking that that should have slowed them down much, much more than it did. Oh
2: shit! Um, hold on one second.
0: So I actually
2: did that wrong, by the way. Oh, I activate. I used that to do righteousness. So I. Use my conviction to complement my action. So that would have been a plus four to the guns attack.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, so is that one more stress than you thought?
2: No, it complements my gun roll. So it adds to it.
0: Oh! Remember when I said that it didn't seem like it was, you know, that big of a deal? Yeah. No, it's it's that big of a deal. Uh, it's It's a pretty significant deal. It's, again... Not like uh, it's not like the golden gun. You didn't just take this dude out, but it definitely sticks. And it seems like a pretty a meaty little chunk of this thing flies off and it sort of crashes against that silvery moonlight. And uh, you can tell that uh, from that, this is definitely some sort of ward that is designed to keep this thing trapped here in place for as long as possible.
2: Yeah, so I actually use my fate point to tag my high concept to use righteousness is how that works.
0: Okay. Super. So yeah, you got a good solid hit on it. Uh Desdemona, it is now your turn.
1: Okay, Desdemona's gonna hop out of the trunk. Um she actually steadies herself a bit because her hands are shaking by touching her Grammy's ring that she's wearing. And then she casts aggresso at the big one.
0: Okay. Give me that, uh, is that gonna be as a rote spell? Yeah. Okay. Make me that discipline roll to control. (laughs) That's a six. That'll do it! Okay.
1: Any mental strain?
0: Uh, yes, you always take one. Ooh. That's a bad roll. Uh, cool. You beat it by two. So that is gonna be a shift six magical attack from the two for the spell difference and then the four for the weapon element. Wham!
2: Uh, yes.
0: Ectoplasmic arms and grasping hands shoot towards it through this barrier uh, and just sort of wrap themselves around this thing and just start, like, grabbing, clawing, and squeezing. And <laughs> it is definitely unhappy with that. Ro
4: mm-hmm. Well, what do you do? Uh yeah, so here's a question. Darius, do you have a plan on what Sylvester is going to do?
3: Run the big one the fuck over of my car.
4: <laughs> so. okay, perfect. So that no, that plays perfectly into what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to cast a level four veil on the van.
0: Okay. All right, that's cool. <laughs> okay. uh, awesome. Roll your Deceit to control that.
4: Alright. That's a three. Uh, I'm gonna tag an Aspect. Okay. Monsters aren't real, idiot. Because I'm gonna make this monster not real with my magic powers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that is some
2: grade-A bullshit you just spotted. I love it.
0: It <laughs> always yep. is. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty much how you roll. So, speaking of rolling, I assume you are rolling out of this van.
4: Yes, yeah. I'm getting out because I don't want to be in a car crash.
0: Okay. Uh, Sylvester, yep. I think, I'm, I'm about to ask you possibly the most important question of the night. Does Sylvester buckle up?
3: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> cool! Cool! Run it over! You're, g- okay. <laughs> you're gonna be making a driving roll, I think.
3: Sylvester had all of the incredible Crash Test Dummies action figures as a kid, so he knows to buckle up.
0: <laughs> and, uh, on top of that, you're also uh, listening to your favorite CD, which is the greatest hits of the Crash Test Dummies. Yes, it is. That's, a th- three. Holy cow. Well, uh, Uh, This is the one time I've rolled well. Uh, You know what? I'm gonna say that this is such a wildly unexpected move that uh, I'm I'm gonna shift things a little bit in your favor just because I didn't see this coming. I can't see that the creature saw this coming either. Isn't the van veiled?
4: He cannot. Oh shit! Yeah,
0: right. He cannot. He definitely didn't see it coming. Oh my god, yep, yeah, that's, I'm gonna, yeah, that's right, that's a four, that's a four-strength veil. Harry oh, has oh my god. borrowed
3: Spice Cloaking Device. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was your whole plan, amazing. Uh, okay, it is a cool. good
3: day to be invisible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, perfect. You, um, so, I have rolled here. Uh, with its with its disadvantage from being in the same round, uh, it's taking the same after effects as you were. So that's a minus two. I rolled a plus two. So that puts it to a five. And then the four shift difference brings it down to one. So you've beaten it by two shifts. And how quickly can you, how fast can you get this van to accelerate, you think?
3: Uh, let's see. It's a 2019 Honda Odyssey, so. <laughs> oh, good. We know what it is. <laughs> We'll say, I don't know, 0 to 60 in like maybe a few seconds.
0: Oh boy. Fortunately, there is enough distance between you and it that you can actually get some real good speed. Also, now- I want to
3: play the General leaf horn as I hit it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you staying in this vehicle?
3: Yes, I'm going to make sure the job is done. And I'm going to keep driving until I hit a tree, the meth lab or whatever the fuck ever.
4: I mean, you can always turn the wheel. You don't have to go directly straight. Yeah,
3: but where's the fun in that?
4: Well, you could do it a couple times. You don't have to just uh, one and done the van.
3: No, I'm going to back up on it a few times, too.
4: We do still have to leave it in some kind of vehicle, so...
3: Yeah, but I mean, come on. You're not going to let me do donuts on
2: this thing's face? (laughs) Are you really going to look into Sylvester's eyes and tell him he can't?
0: Um, you can't, because okay. you no, can't, yeah, see can't see so it.
2: I can't see
3: it. kill it. And then I'm going to ghost ride
2: on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like it's important to really put this in perspective. This thing is eight feet tall. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna... no, it's like hitting a moose.
1: You will die.
3: <laughs> okay, so that's like dick level, right? <laughs> uh,
0: okay.
1: you get in I, the legs, I... it will fall on you, and you will die. Just like okay. you die if you hit a moose.
3: Cool, dick level.
0: Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, th- yes. Are you are you st- Are you going to stay in this vehicle? Yes. All right. You're going to take some serious problem consequences for this.
3: Yay!
0: Awesome. Okay, I love it. Uh, I'm gonna say that getting a a car up to that speed. I'm going to give that a weapons rating of uh, a four because that's a lot of vehicle going a lot of fast. So my fist Newton count is what's that?
3: My fist count is weapons because a street fighter, because I'm using uh, the car as an improvised weapon.
0: I bought you know what I get. I made you do a driving role and you already got two shifts of success on that. So be happy with a weapon six car. Okay, cool. all right so you have decided to drive your mostly invisible car this 2019 what was it honda
3: odyssey no honda odyssey
0: honda odyssey this 2019 honda odyssey starts invisibly blaring the general lee horn and then WHAM! All the rest of you see the legs go out from under the eight-foot-tall Wendigo, and it sort of rolls uh, uh, across what you would assume would be roughly the top space of this vehicle. Uh, You can hear just crunching metal and breaking glass and all sorts of sounds. Uh, Sylvester, are... Are you making any noise as this happens? Uh let's see. Probably something like FUCK YOU <laughs> 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 WITH WITH A WITH An Extremely Defiant yell and a horn straight out of Duke's of hazard. This thing crunches and topples and Um, well, Sylvester, you can feel the airbag going off, uh, and then I'm going to need you to, uh, I'm going to need you to make me a roll right now. I'm going to go with, uh, Jesus Christ, what do I make you roll for this? Um, endurance. You're going to make an endurance roll because you are going to be taking a pretty significant uh, amount of like physical bullshit right now I'm I'm going to say that this is a target of I'm going to say this is a six
3: yeah I got a
0: five holy,
2: holy shit
0: holy cow um,
2: tag it aspected you're fine <laughs> uh,
0: metal man hold on a second you have a stunt oh yeah the stuff of blunt force trauma pose little trouble for you. Against such things, you have a natural armor one. Yay. Oh my God. Against all odds, (laughs) you are not horribly maimed.
1: (laughs) Yay.
4: It's
2: because he's a doctor. Oh my
0: God, that's my boy. (laughs) So, I... So,
3: my hand's going to go out of the driver's side window, and I'm just going to give a thumbs up. So, there's a, this. Pin. <laughs> so, there's a, so, there's basically a disembodied thumbs up in this invisible God. car wreckage.
0: Oh my God. Gentle oh listener, my
3: Sylvester. God. Will...
0: Okay. Get Amazing. To to death. Um. Yeah. Okay. So uh it, god. This is not <laughs> going even close to how I expected and that's amazing. This is the wildest shit I've ever had to imagine in my head. <laughs> so uh we're at the top of initiative. This thing is pissed. It is flailing on the ground crying out in pain and it is furious. So you have just stuck your thumb out to let everyone know outside that you're fine. Unfortunately, everyone outside includes a very pissed-off Wendigo. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, It is going to attempt to grab that, so I'm going to need you to make me an athletics roll to try to dodge this and i'm gonna have you be restricted by i'm not might i'm gonna say might because you're trying to push against all this like shit in your way so uh roll me you need to beat like a three on might or else you're gonna be at a minus one on your athletics to dodge this so roll that first uh it's a four damn Okay, so you're not impeded. Roll your athletics. It's going for you. That is a three. (laughs) All right. Well, once again, you should be taking a lot more injury from this. Um, So uh, let me just run the numbers on what it just rolled against you. Okay, so it got a five. Uh, So it's going to be... It's going to grab you and basically try to pull you out of the vehicle unless you tag an aspect and can somehow justify that. <laughs>
3: Sorry, I totally zoned out for what you're saying.
0: <laughs> okay, so you got a three, it got a five, it beat you by two, and it's going to try to basically pull you out of wherever you are because it still can't totally see the car unless you somehow can justify one of your aspects and give me a fate point.
3: Okay. Uh... Um... I guess three-legged horse. Explain. Yeah. I don't know. I guess this isn't the first time I've been at a huge disadvantage, and it probably won't be the last.
0: Okay. (laughs) all right uh yeah you know what i'll let you have this because you're giving me a fate point for it and this whole scene this whole situation is so fucking weird all right perfect uh it attempts to grab at this disembodied thumbs up and you're able to jerk your hand back inside the vehicle just in time so it does not, in fact, grab you and start ripping you out. Well, it's Difago's turn, and uh, he, uh, having having heard that Beaumont has just tried to uh, scorch one of the Wendigo and had no success whatsoever, uh, you see this old man just unsling his rifle and in a surprisingly swift motion take a shot all right and we roll to defend okay well uh now that it's gotten fairly close uh any of you that are looking at it can tell that it's um it seems fairly mangled like clearly shrapnel has ripped across it uh you think that it might have even been in the explosion and just somehow gotten out because they apparently Wendigo don't care about fire so much. But concussive force still fucking hurts, and shrapnel still does a lot. So Defigo turns, just whips his gun up, takes a shot, and blows its head clean off. Holy shit. Albion. Yep. Your turn.
5: Alrighty. It's time for another tag...
2: Of righteousness, so all right. Ra- I just look at this thing. I am momentarily stunned by it being mowed the fuck down by a soccer van <laughs> that you couldn't even see. That I could not see, but I know Ro did that. So I just take a couple steps forward, raise my gun. Hey! The Father sends his
5: fucking regards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's going to be weakened by having been knocked over, so that's a tag I'm going to use against it. And Alrighty. you did put a mild consequence on it, and you can free tag that.
2: I'm free tagging that. Okay. So that's guns plus four, conviction plus four, plus my roll.
0: Okay.
2: And my roll is a plus two. So that is ten plus the tag so that is 12
0: okay
2: <laughs> so that's and it's a weapon 3 as we established so
0: that's that's beefy 15 uh, versus whatever its defense is and okay amazing yep <clears throat> okay it takes a big chunk uh yeah there is just is it a... soup yet <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give this a moderate consequence of holy holy H-O-L-Y H-O-L-E-Y Oh, you're puns. You (laughs) son of a bitch. Uh, yep. So, you now have you've forced it to take a moderate consequence, and it is pretty banged up at this point for a number of reasons. Uh, it's looking pretty bad. So, okay. It is Beaumont's turn. And Beaumont is just kind of aghast at all of the crazy shit going on around him. But he is still a warden of the White Council. So he turns his attention back to the Big Nasty and drops a fucking brick on it. A big chunk of the ground next to it levitates up out from the earth and slams down on it Ooh, nice uh the crushing force of this uh is pretty brutal and you can tell that it took another consequence of some kind from it as you hear uh as you hear it just yelling in an Basically, I would call the voice unholy. Uh and uh yeah. It is crying out in horrendous agony in voices that sound almost human but are wrong. So Desdemona.
1: Yep. Is the smaller one to go off to the side? Is that still tr- um gaining on us?
0: Uh it doesn't have a head.
1: Oh, okay. That one's that one's head is missing.
0: Okay. Yep. All
1: right. Um uh aggresso the big one again.
0: I will Finish I will it. tell you. I will tell you something. Rote spells is not the only magic that you can do. You can literally tell me I want to summon this much power, and that's a thing you can do. You can just decide I want to basically do like aggresso but more.
1: Okay. Um can I try yeah. to rip it to pieces?
0: Give me how many shifts you want to conjure and you have to roll a conviction to try to get that much strength. A conviction? Yes, Instead of discipline? because uh then discipline to control the power once you've okay. summoned it. Rote spells will bypass the conviction phase.
1: Um how about 6 shifts?
0: Okay. And are you using your focus item?
1: Uh yes.
0: Because it gives you plus one offensive control, which means that you're gonna have a better discipline against it. Mm-hmm. So sweet, give me that target six. Give me that roll. All
1: right, so that is a four conviction. Um can I tag haunted uh um no, actually uh, can I tag um, hey, I can actually do this.
0: You certainly can. I think that makes sense. So, skabam, you have gathered the appropriate power, and now you must try to control it. Discipline, please. Target six. Okay, and I already have
1: a plus one for that,
0: right? I believe that's correct.
1: Ouch. Well, that would be a (laughs) one.
0: So, you have a couple options here. You can obviously try to spend fate points to offset that. You can also take backlash or fallout. Backlash means you take physical stress to compensate for the difference. Fallout means that a lot of the power gets bled out into the environment around you, and unintended consequences could occur. Uh, let me just take a look here. Um,
1: I have three fate points, so if, if I spend all of them, it should be able to work, right?
0: Yes, but you'll have to justify those uh, those aspects.
1: Uh, born with a gift. I have um, I have magic in me, powerful magic. Um, what's the difference? Um, I am I am improvising and coming up on the spot. Um, and uh, haunted house, uh, haunted, haunted mouthpiece of the supernatural. Um, I am, I am working here to defeat something supernatural
0: okay i'm gonna accept two of those you've already used born with the gift as part of this action to justify uh summoning the power so controlling it i'm gonna say you'd have to use different ones so i'll accept two of those i did not i did
1: hey i can actually do this
0: oh really oh my gosh you're right so i guess give me all three of your fate points yum yum yum
1: there depleted fate points but the spell worked
0: okay so that makes this a uh, a weapon 12 or sorry a uh, six shift attack and a uh, 12 uh, a six weapon attack against it okay and we rolled really bad for its defense so that's good that's great uh okay so those those grasping ectoplasmic arms and hands uh just start finding any bit of any wound any exposed tissue anything that they can and just start ripping and it is brutalizing this thing so let's mark down a severe consequence uh all ripped up
1: oh that would be a mental damage i imagine too right
0: Yes, you take one mental stress. Yeah. Alright. After that, that makes it Rose turn.
4: And the one we're currently dealing with is the only one around, correct?
0: That you are aware of.
4: Okay. I'm gonna shoot at it.
0: Alright, make me that guns roll. That's a two. Okay. So you know that it has these aspects on it and you can tag one of those aspects that other people have put on. You just have to spend a fate point.
4: So that would give me a little more of an advantage.
0: Well, given that it has a severe consequence of all ripped up, I believe that would give you a plus six.
4: I will take that. Um, Do I like, do I have to justify one of my aspects to do that?
0: No, you're actually tagging an aspect that's on it, to oh. justify why you're able to hurt it more.
4: All right. Well, I'm doing that because I want it. I okay. want this dead.
0: All right. Uh, well, that real that hurts real bad. So you were handed. I think that's a weapon three. So your guns was two plus six eight. Its defense was a four. So that's four shifts of success plus the three for the weapon. Uh. Ow. It. It just puts some more hurt into this thing, but it doesn't put it down.
4: But, but All right, did well. Sylvester,
0: <laughs> you did well. You got some good, good damage on it. Uh Sylvester, you are in the driver's seat, uh, and space in there is a bit tight. What would you like to do on your turn?
3: Uh, Where's the thing?
0: The thing is... uh I'm going to say with the way that... um things went down it's it's not far away from like it's pretty much right next to your vehicle at this point because it did try to grab you right
3: kick him hmm. how hard is it for me to like open the door
0: Um. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you can give that a try it's gonna be a, a might roll to get the door open uh, and we're gonna say it's gonna be a might two okay That is a. Yeah, that's a two. (laughs) All right. You are able to actually get the door open uh, enough that you can get yourself out of the vehicle if you need to, uh, which would be probably the best thing to do. But this very, very large thing is right next to you. If you want to take a supplemental action to try to. do some damage to it you can it's just going to be at a minus one
3: okay i guess i'm going to kick it
0: okay give me that soccer kick roll me that uh fist score <laughs> that's uh
3: because it puts me at four.
0: Ooh. okay well unfortunately its defense is a four so you can tag one of your aspects or you could, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. You did it. Uh, you did it dirty. I think you put a mild consequence on it from crashing into it. So okay. since you caused that, you can free tag that for two. Okay. All right. Uh, perfect. So sca And given that you have uh, soccer kicks, this is considered to be weapon two. Uh, cool. So you stomp on this thing's head. And as you do, uh, it like it's howls go, uh, get loud and then muffled as it gets sort of its mouth planted into the ground. That didn't do it. So it leans its head back up and starts howling again, muffled again. It's, it would be a comedic scene if it weren't for the fact that this is an Algonquin nightmare, and you have, you're have you sort of in the middle of a burning shed wreckage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you have dealt it some more damage. It is definitely not taken kindly to this. Um, but it's still moving, which is a bit of a problem because it's now its turn. It is going to take the time to actually raise itself up to its full height. And spread its wings. What? And it's Dude. going to try to grab you.
2: It has what now?
0: You heard me.
4: Yeah, but. Make what?
0: <laughs> make me a mite roll, Sylvester. Oh boy. Uh. I got a one. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it beat you by five. Joy. So. This is to put an aspect on you that it is uh, grappling and holding you. So you can either throw me a crap load of fate points or you can just let this happen. Fate points. Okay, what are you justifying this with? You have to give me three of them. Shit.
3: You mean three points or three aspects?
0: Three aspects for three fate points, yeah. Oh,
3: okay. So... I guess. Um, does nobody like wizards apply to like supernatural crap too? We've said that. Yes. Okay, cool. So I'm using that Okay. Uh, aim low, then go high because I mean, I already aimed low. So I guess I'm going to go high at this point.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: And I guess. I guess life is just a ride because I don't know either. I'm going up or it's going down. <laughs>
0: Okay, so the picture that we have here is we have, uh, you have just stomped on this thing's head, and it did not take too kindly to that. So it took the time to stand up to its full height, spread wings, alarmingly enough, and in the same motion that it is attempting to rise into the air. its hands clasp around where you are. But in this brilliantly inspired moment, you actually move like water. You are like gently, you just tilt yourself backward and under its grasp as if you are playing the world's deadliest game of limbo. Mm -hmm. And it jumps up into the air and for the first time you can see that it does not have feet it has nubs at the end of its legs its feet have long since burned off apparently and it opens its hands and finds them empty up in the air and just sort of screams in a mockery of your own fuck you (laughs) (laughs) asshole (laughs) and that brings us and by the way that was with its minus one for supplemental so congrats uh defigo is now up and it uh he looks up at it pulls it just aims his rifle and mutters under his breath uh a phrase that you would later translate from French to mean, oh, these burning feet of fire. And he pulls the trigger. Shit.
2: All right. Is that a good shit or a bad shit?
0: Well, I think that might be a good shit for you. Uh, okay. Yeah. It it hits this thing square in the back right between where these just sort of horrid, fleshy wings have emerged. And it seizes up from that spine shot and starts falling to the earth. Albion, since you're up next in initiative, I'm going to give you one sort of reaction before I need Sylvester to dive the hell out of the way.
2: I'm going to level a shot at its head and fire.
0: Give me that roll. Is this with your conviction thing?
2: No, I'm out of eight
0: points. Okay.
2: So that is a roll of guns plus five.
0: Okay. Uh, You know that you gave it a moderate consequence.
2: Yeah, I'll take that. I'll get, take that free tag.
0: I thought you might. Okay. I would ask you, how do you want to do this? but I'm going to need Sylvester to make a roll first to dive out of the way. Uh, Make me an athletics roll, and your target is four. Because This is all happening quite suddenly. You're still recovering from dodging, getting snagged by it. Five. Damn! You don't just move like water. You are water. You're looking up from your perilous limbo stance and realize that this thing is falling to the earth toward you. And those capoeira lessons, well, they're coming in handy now. You put your hands behind you and backspring, and manage to basically spin through the air out of the way as this thing comes crashing down to earth, a sizzling bullet hole directly between its eyes.
3: I'm going to be making curly's a noise from Three
2: Stooges
0: (laughs) I didn't think I would end an episode on that but I'm going to cool